Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army Podcast. I'm Dan Yost with a somewhat recovering from the cold that everyone's been having this time of year voice, but we'll roll with it. The Hounds have said jack shit in the last two weeks, and we're going to try to make a show out of it. And to help me do that, I got two buddies with me. First off, it's Seth. What's good, Seth? Not much, Daniel. Uh, just been had a birthday on Monday, so lots of uh, lots of food, lots of beverages were consumed. Uh, got some cool gifts from my wife and daughter, and a little gift card action. So now I can sit on that forever because I'm awful at spending gift cards. So. Nice. Do you, do you, you just have like a, a bank of unused gift cards that eventually you'll be able to I'm, buy a, like a jet or something? I'm just really bad at like picking things out for myself. So I just tend to hold on to them until something really catches my eye. Something real nice. Nice. What uh, was there? Was there a cake involved with this birthday? By the way, what uh, what's what's the age? If you if you dare say. Oh, I am officially in the mid-30s. I'm 34. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah. Got to start taking baby aspirin every day. Uh, yeah, um, there was a lot of cake. A lot of cake, a lot of sweets, definitely. When I uh, popped on the treadmill Monday, felt it. Still feeling it. Yeah, but you earned as it. I crack, you deserve it. As I crack a, as I crack a Budweiser, yeah. <laughs> Are you, are, you, are you recording from the porch still? Is it still oh, yeah. warm enough to do that? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to hold off. I mean, it, it'll be like negative 20. I'll be out here. In shorts? No, no, no. We've switched to sweatpants season. Okay, nice. Good stuff. Also joining with us and making the uh, the Houndsy d- debut, uh, Ariana. How's it going? Good, good. I'm doing all right. Uh, working, you know, trying to keep warm in this ridiculous weather. Warm or cold, depending on the day. <laughs> yeah, it changes by the day, by the week. Um, I wish it would pick up or decided what what to do and we can uh, pick our wardrobe accordingly, but not to be. Um, big news, apparently you, you've yeah. joined the uh, the... Uh, El Presidente uh, D&D group this week. How was, how was I that? I have. I have. Good. Yesterday was my first one. I did. Uh, I made an epic kill. Uh, so I was pretty pretty proud of myself for the first one. Uh, first round. So it was uh, interesting. I'll probably go back. Pro- probably go back. That's quite the endorsement, probably. if I may say so. And I mean, let me say, let me say El Presidente has... A fantastic cooking ability. His food was amazing. I mean, most people know he cooks on our at our uh, tailgate. So, not saying too much groundbreaking news, but his cooking is pretty great. Nice. Good to know. Good. Good to know. Well, uh, as I said there at the off, um, when I scheduled this recording of Houndsy, I thought for sure we'd have some news from the from the hounds about what options are getting picked up and which options were not going to be picked up and maybe even a signing or two. But the hounds have said nothing except trying to get you to buy some, some merch, uh, 
at a discount and then putting down deposits for season tickets. Uh, that's the only news coming out of them. And I find this uh, a bit obnoxious. Uh, the 2022 league season ended on the last day of November, which means those contract options had to be decided by then. So they know what uh, what's happening. They are just choosing not to share with the rest of the class. Uh, I mean, considering we saw some teams announce basically as soon as the playoffs were over, uh, with a week or two still to go in November, and outside of us... And I think Rio Grande Valley hasn't said anything. We might be one of the, the last holdouts who have not announced their option uh, roster decisions. Seth, uh, is there something I'm missing here? Is there some tactical advantage to, to just not saying a, a damn word right now? Or, or is it fair to be somewhat annoyed? This is, this is Bob's long play. Just don't actually announce who you're retaining for the next year i don't i don't know it makes no sense to me because you, you know like you said november 30th season's over so <clears throat> agents are on the phone with other teams already like obviously we've already seen one departure of a person out of contract it, it, it's weird i i think it's just i i don't get it at all it's it's uh, it's not a good way to keep up morale and interest in the team, in my personal opinion. I think this uh, what we I can't even remember when when was the Eastern Conference semifinals? Like a month ago, right? Maybe not quite a month, but no, actually, it might be a month by now. Yeah, it's felt like forever. Uh, so I just feel like it's not the best PR play as far as keeping the team relevant in the news. Kind of as an aside from that, I was going back and I was trying to find a bit of news from both Tulsa and El Paso's uh, Twitter feeds. And this news was something from a couple weeks ago. The amount of tweeting that those two clubs have done to stay more or less engaged with with people compared to the like that you know if I need to go back a month in the Hounds Twitter feed I don't have to scroll too far for some of these other teams like the thumb was getting a workout uh, it is pretty amazing how how much they at least publicly facing kind of close up shop once the season ends now I do kind of appreciate that they weren't doing some like hard play-by-play of of the world cup um like some of these teams are doing so i i'm, I'm fine with that but uh, i mean it's like been one or two things about merch when some teams are doing it basically every other day uh yeah they've they've gone quiet outside of saying happy birthday to robbie mertz the uh, switchbacks have already like came out and apologized for the lineup that they're going to put out for a random match next year. Like. I appreciate them for doing that. As long as I know what game it is and I can get, you know, find an appropriate line. I appreciate them. But they, I mean, they've announced a couple returning signees and I think maybe, I think they announced a new signing as well at this point. They, so Hounds definitely being slow to the game on that, but that's nothing new. And I, part of me should just be, saying we're used to this we know this is how it's going to go and 
just accepting of it, and the other part of me is is a bit annoyed. Uh, Ariana, different perspective from you, or is this just somewhat obnoxious for all of us? I mean, like you said, we're not surprised. Bob is, you know, they're 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 all pretty quiet in general. Um, they've been pretty quiet throughout the season. It's not a surprise to me that they're not really saying anything, but it is frustrating to know that, you know, other teams are building their roster and, and other supporters know what to expect in the upcoming season. And we're kind of left speculating, which doesn't feel great as a supporter. So, you know, it, it definitely takes the wind out of your sails a little bit, but you know, we're not really surprised. And I don't, in my opinion, I don't think that the Hounds ever really had a big social media presence, even during the season. Um, their TikTok is not, you know, they don't post a lot on TikTok, but I have made it on some really weird, random West Coast soccer TikToks. And they post pretty frequently and have a lot of information to post it's just our our group just doesn't and i don't know if that's a front office decision what they want to put stock in or what they want to you know base their their public facing personality off of or it's just an accident but really doesn't surprise me that they're gonna it, it feels a, a little bit like he's gonna they're gonna sneak it out on us you know all of a sudden there's going to be an article somewhere that says, this is who we're keeping and this is who isn't. They'll do it. What if, it, what if they do it on TikTok? I don't want to be real. I just want the <laughs> contract re-signings. No, yeah, that's that's that fair question. Night. I'm, for, I'm far <laughs> enough down the, the, the lower league U.S. soccer Twitter rabbit hole. Do it, And I've steadfastly refused to go down... Uh, and do anything with the TikTok like I drew the line. It, mm. Are you saying that there's enough uh, drama slash interest in USL TikTok that it's worth looking at, or can I still stay away? It's not. You could probably still stay away. It's not drama per se, but um, there's a trend on TikTok, especially with sports teams, where whomever is behind the camera will ask a question they usually have it on their board the Steelers do it on their uh, on their Instagram they cross post a lot um, but they'll ask a question like you know is a hot dog a sandwich and then they'll have the players answer it on TikTok and it just kind of gives them like you know we get to know the players a little bit we get to see the argument and it's a little bit of you get to see the behind the scenes you know and they tried it once or twice, I think they asked who was the best dancer on the team at one point on TikTok. Um, but they really didn't lean into that. And that's where I, I don't know, I've gotten on. But a team's not just soccer does it. Um, hockey, baseball, football. It's just, it, it seems like there's a lot of reasonable content that they could be making. Um, that yeah, I think I feel like would we have a very definitely draw. Definition of reasonable. <laughs> That's yeah, because true. like, U like USMNT had like Matt Turner finishing song lyrics like day before 
yes. the quarter before the round of 16 match. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, why are you making him do this right now? Like, it's, he has it's other getting people interested. On. Which speaks to the whole yeah. if you're if you're on the more casual side of of hounds of the hounds, I mean, being this quiet can't be good for trying to sell season mm -hmm. tickets. Yeah, if you want to bring in, especially, and this is something I run into at work all the time, you want to try to aim to bring in the, that younger crew. The younger, you know, the millennials, the Gen Zers, you don't want to have uh, an aging out fan base. So getting people interested through social media, especially newer social media like TikTok, can definitely be helpful. Especially if you want to market yourself to a younger squad of, of folks. Although that it, it's very on brand for the hounds to, to try something one time, <laughs> decide it's not it's not working after like one attempt and then steer away from it. That is very houndsy. This is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I brought this up with another group of people for being in the business of, of selling tickets to soccer games. The hounds do a very bad job of selling people tickets to soccer games. Um, I agree. I have not heard. I have not heard jack shit about renewing my season tickets. I don't know about you two, but they sent out that like holiday party invite, and I didn't even get the that. Subject, the subject line. I didn't get that either. The subject line, uh, the word "invited" was spelled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like opened up my Gmail and I saw I was like, "Oh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Riverhounds," and then my eyes immediately go to it, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> It's like the Saturday. It's like the Saturday morning, randomly in like October, when they like somebody failed to delay send something. Like here we are again. <laughs> We're struggling with the Outlook server. I love it. Yes. I mean, I, I I'll put it this way. I have because I've bought tickets to away games at both at Detroit, at Indy, at Hartford. Mm -hmm. Mesa Worlds. I have received, and this is going to one game in each of those places, I have received more information about buying season tickets to Hartford, Detroit, Indy, and maybe somewhere else than I have um, season ticket information about the Hounds, where I've had season tickets for a decade. They are just I not will good. Say, they I are agree not good with that. This. I've, gone, I've gone to one. I've gone to Loudon, And they've been in my inbox more than once. And I have not received anything from the hounds, so. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Man, we were just dumping on real fast. <laughs> I feel bad. I mean, not really. They got to get their shit together, but yeah. So since we have no roster information for the hounds, I guess we've talked about where we've heard a now departed hound has gone. Uh, Russ Ciceroni, uh, put out the, the classic Instagram post uh, saying he was leaving Pittsburgh, thanking the fans for, for two solid years, and then it came out a couple days later that he was signing or had signed with Sacramento. Uh, and so that brings a close to the, the Rustis running era in Pittsburgh. 
2021 Steel Army Player of the Year, uh, the club's leading goal scorer both in 21 and 22. Uh, a bit of a hole, I think, for this team to fill. Uh, we'll have to see. Seth, uh, two questions. One, uh, the departure of, of Cicerone, big deal, little deal, no deal. And then two, you feel like Sacramento is a, a safe spot from the B. Can't can't hurt us too far from from out there. I'm going to say it's a big deal just because it's 31 goals in two seasons. Like that's that's a lot of productivity to make up from one guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess all you have to worry about is a crossover match, potential USL Cup champion you know, championship final. U.S. Open Cup final. <laughs> it, uh, Go on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, it, it it doesn't feel like he, you know, it, it's not like he went to Indy and we see him twice a year, plus playoffs kind of thing. Like he's a he's a Michigan he, guy. I I not gonna lie, I was scared shitless he was gonna go to Detroit. Yeah, that was my absolute, like, number one fear. Um, when we did the whole, like, roster building episode, I kind of said, like, back the Brinks truck up, do what it takes. And, I mean, I'm I'm guessing he must have got paid pretty well. Seems like Sacramento is active in the free agent market the last couple of years. So, good for him. I mean, Well, they have all that money because, they, you know... They they saved up all this money to, to buy an MLS franchise. They don't have to spend on that anymore. So, give right, it to Cicerone. Yeah, you, uh, there you go. He give it to Vidiello. Got the those two guys are probably splitting whatever their two hundred and fifty million dollar uh, MLS expansion fee was. Or yeah, they get a cut of that money, and so. and the the what was the Open Cup second place prize prize pool? How much was that? I have no idea. They got some money. Do they spend. still do the? Do they still do like the twenty five thousand for the team that makes it the furthest from the, each? They do, but they they forfeited that when they got when they made it to the final. They did. They didn't get the double dip. So they got the money for being second place, but they did not get the money for the furthest advance in USL Cause, team. Because God forbid, we in US soccer, they would actually reward somebody for doing something right. No. Uh, it wasn't like they, and they didn't even give it to like the, the next furthest advancing team. They just kept the money to themselves. Of course, pizza party at the at the federation headquarters. Yeah, down at good old soccer house. Well, if they're doing a pizza party, they don't have to buy the pizza because uh, what's his name from New Hampshire will buy it for him. Oh, that was like a year ago, man. That was a wild time in U.S. soccer Twitter. See, and you're not getting this shit on TikTok, are you? No. Uh, Ariana, uh, two years of Sis Runny. Uh, he's out the door. What will be your your thoughts, memories, uh, lasting impressions of the man? You know, I came I came in late in the season last year. Watched him all season this year, and I will say, you know, we get to go and meet the players on the field after the games, and and he is probably the most respectful of all of the players that I've ever interacted with. 
um, you know, he's such a nice guy and his family is amazing and so, so nice. They came to our tailgate a couple of times and um, they're such a great, it's a great family. And, you know, that is something that I think that the Riverhounds have and need is, you know, a player family. And I think that missing or losing Cicerone um, will kind of lose that that vibe, I think, from the players. Um, he was an on-the-field great, but also an off-the-field great. Um, he He's, you know, he will definitely be missed. I'm glad that we can be the beginning of his, you know, greatness, in my opinion. Um, but he will be, it'll be hard. And I do appreciate, you know, how... His send-off on, on Instagram was was a really nice one. It was definitely, you could tell he he liked it here. Um, I know that there's probably some issues underlining, but he definitely had a, a good run here. And I think we'll miss that. You know, we'll miss his, his presence on the front line, but hopefully we can replace it with someone who can be as equally as great. Hopefully. Well, I this just now. Well, first thought was the extended Cicerone family. Big, they were big fans of the uh, of the tailgate, as I remember. They uh, yeah. Well, the few extended families that really leaned into that. A couple of times. What was that? Mm-hmm. They thunderstruck with us a couple. They of did, times. They did. That's right. They absolutely did. <sighs> Seth. Uh, his dad like just like walked up and like introduced himself with like drink in hand, shook my hand and like <laughs> just started like shooting the shit with me. Like we were like friends for the last like 25 years. Like great, great guy, great family. Like you said, Ariana, absolutely just like a real treat to talk to after matches. Uh, I, I'm going to miss him. And like you I mean, when I saw the uh, Instagram post, it was like, Oh man, it, it hit me in the feels. Mhm. Yeah, it was it was well done, well, you know, articulated. He's he's definitely a, f- a fantastic human being. I think all around. This just popped into my mind, and Seth, feel free to laugh my face when I say this, because I think it, that's probably the correct response. But I'll throw it out there anyways. Any chance that they made the play to keep Russ, uh, another team wrote the bigger check, and now the Hounds are all of a sudden maybe more interested in exercising that, that Dane Kelly option? Or is that that bridge been burned? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, like, sitting here on the edge of my seat waiting to hear the words that came out of your mouth, and that was nowhere in the thought bubble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to 100% say no. That's, right. There's no way. Just check. Just no way. I mean, on the in the bigger scheme, you're hoping to sign that, re-sign that guy. It doesn't happen now. Is there a you know? There's a a line item in the budget that's open for someone else. I mean, that's my hope. They were expecting to offer him X amount of dollars that that money doesn't just go into club operations or something like that, and they that's they know that's money allocated to 
you know, player investments. So I, I, I mean, I 100% hope that that's the case. I guess we will, we will find out. Well, maybe we'll find out. We'll, who knows? We, we technically won't because we have no idea how much these guys make or like what the hounds salary looks like at the end of the day. True. But man, if they exercise that option on, on Dan Kelly, I'm saying it's all about this. And if that happens, I'm on, I don't even know how my, what would be your reaction? If all, you know, just casually slipped in, in the, 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 the options uh, announcement that Dan Kelly was retained. What'd be your first react? Like first words out of your mouth. I'd be shocked. I, I'd probably be like speechless. You have a you have an ice cold beverage coming your way, if that happens. No, I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm just throwing out. I mean, again, I know, I'm putting it out there though. If it does happen though, if the hounds are gonna throw out uh, actual news information, we can just spew spew some bullshit for a while. Right. See, hounds, true. We can give us information, or uh, or this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep bringing up Dan Kelly for some reason. We're going to find $7 or $8 in the Steel Army budget, and we'll verify a Twitter account that looks like the Riverhounds Twitter <laughs> account, and we'll start breaking our own player announcements. I mean, that sounds like fun. I'll do it. That's just effort that I'm not putting into it, but but yeah. As a parody. We have to make sure it's a parody. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want... I don't want Elon cracking down on us. No, heaven forbid he he, he shut down <laughs> our, our our account that we're just trying to shit post for like one month to get what who was that? <laughs> there was someone that did that and was it I think it was like a, someone bought account to or verified their account to throw out some like insane Nashville SC news and, and it actually got picked up by people. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, like and the guy, the guy was like, it was the best eight bucks ever spent or something like that. Like within like two yeah. hours, like some in, absolutely insane Nashville, you know, fake story got picked up by everyone. Gotta be checking the check marks now, guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the USL now has a comeback player of the year award, which is a thing that didn't exist until now. And on the shortlist for it is uh, some big Deco Energy. He spent the second half of 2021 on the shelf. Was a somewhat surprise uh, re returnee for, for Bob. Uh, but to his credit, he, he saw what the, the potential for 2022 was. Is my man had a, had a damn good season. Brought that, that big Deco Energy. To Highmark Stadium. Uh, Ariana, your thoughts on on Dequa as mm -hmm. one as a as a returning or a comeback player? Which to me, when they do these, it always sounds kind of backhanded because you had to be kind of mm -hmm. for one reason or the other, be yeah. kind of shit the year before. Um, that's that's what surprised me about the, the fact that they were leaning into the comeback player. You know, it felt like, you know that award you get in school, um, in, in, high, in you know, high school, middle school, you, it used to be like the most improved. That's what it felt like, you know. 
was he that bad before his injury and before sitting out for the season that you let's, know let's we want to draw question. attention to the fact? <laughs> but I don't know. It really felt like. I mean, if we're gonna call it a comeback, it was quite the comeback. Um, he did. He had a fantastic season. Uh, some big, big Dequa energy up there, and uh, it just—it it feels like the, a weirdly worded award, and probably not one that I would willingly throw out that I received. Yeah, I just. First off, uh, Dequa was what he was just. His run as a hound is is just weird to me, and I it's it's projecting upwards. So good for him and good for us. But he was he came in. This is now Sturgeon here. So what that be what twenty two twenty one. So twenty twenty he comes in. He signed the same time as uh, Rapapa Mensa, and Mensa has by all accounts the better season between him and and Dequa, but then. Mat- Mensa's option is not picked up in shockingly, or at least to the surprise of all of us, Dequa's option is picked up. He has a fairly quiet 21, has the injury for the second half of the year, so he's he's basically just off the radar of everyone. And then he's like one of the few guys that ever get a second contract offered by Bob at the Hounds. And it's a guy that you would never think twice of because you would... He was a, a shock returning in 21 and then was injury prone, was just injured in 21. So he, he gets a new contract and then makes Bob uh, look like a smart man and and stayed healthy and produced this year. So there is, a, I, I, it makes sense that it, it's a comeback year. Also, I'm looking at now the, the, uh, the comeback player of the year presented by Shift4. So this is a sponsor thing. So this might be one of those things where, you know, as long as someone else is, is mm-hmm. paying the uh, cut and check, they'll do this thing. And then if there's no presenting, presenting sponsor, it just goes away. Um, Seth, what is your, I guess it's a good opening just to ask the question. Your thoughts on, on Albert Deke was tenure as a, as a hound. Um, so I'm going to completely pivot here. Because the NFL it. does... NFL does comeback player of the year. Like that's one of their awards they give out like the year end day before the Super Bowl awards show. And uh I think it's kind of funny because I'm looking at the past winners and you've seen like Tom Brady win it like when he came back from his ACL, Peyton Manning when he had the neck thing, Philip Rivers, I don't even remember him being hurt. Uh, but I did see that this would be the potentially first Pittsburgh athlete to win a Comeback Player of the Year award since Tommy Maddox in 2002. He did not um, win that, did he? He did. Um, so Tommy Gunn won it in 2002. Uh, I think basically when you were talking about Dequa's time, uh, that you're saying that you would not call it a comeback. He's been here for years. I was went, I was trying to slip it in there myself, and I'm glad you did it. So thank you, Seth. There you go. You're I pre- welcome. I'm glad you're here for. I looking out for all of us by doing that. So yeah, uh, I don't even know when they're announcing that or not. But um, even if he doesn't win it, he's 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 a comeback player in in my heart, and that's that's all I should worry about. Good man. 
who else is it? Uh, Moreno from New Mexico, Patino from uh, mm. San Antonio, a Wheeler from Colorado Springs. Ooh, that might be, yeah. And then uh, Weiner from oh fuck that guy, he can't win it. <laughs> Not him. Um, yeah. And again, since the Hounds have not given us any information who's coming or, or going this year, we have to look at uh, some other teams are doing. One of the interesting release lists came from, or at least interesting to me, came from Tampa Bay. Uh, and they have two former Hounds who will not be returning uh, to the Rowdies in 2023. And those two names are Tommy Vankaisiel and Steven Dos Santos. Uh, Tommy, after leaving... Uh, the Hounds, he's <laughs> been to three. This is his third team now. He went, what did he do? He went. As a as a side note, yes. stepping back half a step real quick, they did announce the comeback player of the year I'm yesterday. Guess, it, I'm guessing it wasn't, at, yeah. At 10 a.m., it was not Dequa. It was Widener from Louisville City. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that guy has the potential to be like the next curse word around here yeah alright well, yeah. good for, good, good good for, for them guy. they never win anything yeah. that's great <laughs> glad, glad finally something Some for the city of Louisville sunshine on, on Louisville City Good, about time about fucking time good for them I'm, I'm glad they announced it at 10am you know what, whatever that, yeah 10am yeah, yesterday great. morning clearly it was such a big deal that um, no one. I, knew. who's on Twitter too much, never even saw that till now. All right, but good looking out for you. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. So Tommy V, he, after leaving the Hounds, uh, he's he went to. I believe the order would be San Diego, Birmingham, and then uh, Tampa, and he's not really caught on any place um, after just. Making USL all USL teams with the Hounds, and then Dos Santos uh, was injured for a portion of last year with Tampa, but uh, he finds himself out of contract. It's two different players for for two different reasons to me. One, Tommy has had his best success with Bob and here in Pittsburgh, which I'd be interested to see that come back together uh if he's looking to keep his career going he, he probably has to think that you know systematically he can he can find a way to make it work here in pittsburgh so I, i'd be curious in seeing that happen and then two with dos santos it was kind of a recurring theme for us on on the show this year but the hounds had one penalty this year um and that you know that's pretty bad and Dos Santos, amongst his his skill set, is is drawing penalties, drawing uh, fouls in and around the box, and we desperately need that going forward. Um, so, Ariana, would you have any interest in bringing one or two of these these fine gentlemen back to Pittsburgh in twenty twenty three? Well, I mean. I, I'm a big fan of, of, of returning players. Um, I think that we could use some Bob 
seasoned players uh, returning on the team, people who've worked under him before, people who know how he how he how he works and functions. Um, I think it'd be, I mean, we need to replace our forward, um, and Stephen DeSantos would fill that hole pretty well. Um, and you're absolutely right. We need those those fouls. We need those penalties. Um, it's not we 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 are not pushing for it it like that and he he needs you know he would definitely add a a different layer on on our front line um so if i'm gonna lean towards one person um i think steven DeSantos. he's he played really well um and and you know played really well against us which i think works well you know he he still knows how we as a as a team play and he can you know read our our pace really well so I think having him return would definitely be a solid um, body on that front line. Seth, same question to you. Would would you be interested in Dos Dos Santos on the Hounds next year? And how about Latami? <laughs> so <clears throat> Dos Santos was always a, a really interesting guy to watch for me because of his size and his motor he he was just a constant threat to disrupt whenever somebody wanted to play out of the back and he really he really likes to press up high like i mean it felt like the guy just like lived at the top of the other team's 18 um, and really just disrupted any flow that teams would try to build out of the back so i would definitely appreciate something like that back because i as much as i love dequa you can always tell like whenever especially in late game situations when they're chasing a goal you can always tell bob's like kind of on dequa for not necessarily providing that motor that he wants out of that um so i i do think that would be a major plus uh he is already just look this up he is already 33 years old though so Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's in the twilight of his career at this point. Um, he does check a very important box of being a former Rhino. So that's a big element we know Bob likes to look for. As far as Tommy V goes, I don't get it. Like, he was, <laughs> like you said... The lack of, a, the lack of all, success elsewhere? All USL performer with us... And then he goes out to the Lando show and doesn't hardly play. They trade him off mid-season. He, you know, he's kind of just bounced back and around the league. And if you go to the Birmingham, if you go like his player page for Birmingham this year, it literally says no data found. For him so well that it, might be a, a glitch because okay. he then got traded to tampa okay oh uh, okay yeah so that that uh, the infamy i've got yeah that might be uh just no, a, this is like the usl like main i don't know maybe they're <laughs> don't just don't give the usl that much credit yeah true <laughs> uh they do have all his 18 and 19 stats for the hounds out there still i i mean i very confidently said on the roster building episode i think the you know you need a solid number one center back to really anchor that back line down i think uh 
Arturo was really good as a rookie, and I think he's going to really probably, if he comes back, which we, as you've uh, previously said, we don't know if he'll be back or not yet because the Hounds haven't announced anything. Uh, he, you know, I think he could provide some a really solid option for you, game in, game out. Because I, I mean, he was, I mean, whenever he came in, he was like a holding mid type player, and then Bob moved him into the center back role and. He was he was pretty good I mean, for us. So it was just for me so shocking when he when he went to Birmingham. I thought that was going to be his his chance because he's coming in probably on the uh, on on the on, with the recommendation of of Ryan James who who was also in Birmingham. Um, so I'm thinking you know Ryan James Ryan James is vouching for the guy. He's going to know how Tommy should be used and they'll they'll make it work. If you're going to trade for the guy, you're going to, you know, you're going to try to put him in the best position to succeed. And there's someone else, there's someone there in Birmingham that knows how how he succeeded in Pittsburgh, and it doesn't work there. And he goes on the the Tampa and uh, is a a bench guy. Um, not even seen that many that many minutes down there. Just bring him home. It, it worked for him. It worked for us. But just. Bring him home. Come on, Bob. Bring bring Tommy home. Do it for us. I thought you were going to break off into like Lay Miz there for a second. Nah. <laughs> I think it would also be kind of neat if Dos Santos came back. Then we'd, we would have that awkward thing where they have to put first initials on the jerseys. Yeah. Especially with a long last name. Dos Santos is not a short last name. No. And then if uh, if they... Just let him roll with Duba. Oh, he could just go... go yeah. Duba, yeah. Throw that on the back of the jersey. I mean, they are, they are spelled... Slightly differently. Um, Duba's put, last name is does have a space in it. Well, Dos Santos started. Uh, Nate started without the space, and he finished with a space on his jersey. It changed in the middle of the uh, middle of the season. Did it? It oh, did. My goodness. Yeah, I don't know where that yeah, came from. Just throw Duba, Duba on the back of that. They they probably sell better. Be like uh, Fred on uh, the national the. Brazilian national team. Just just one just, name. Just be a Tommy one name guy. Steven. Yeah. S T E E V E N Steven. A N. Was it N? Damn it. A N. I'm getting rusty. Yeah. But <sighs> Hey guys, good news. What you were saying. Um, yeah. We thought the process was gonna go less than half hour and we're clipping over forty minutes now. Good work. Oh. Nice. Nice. Sorry, you were gonna say though? Um, you were talking about, um, Seth, the, the back line, um, and how I, I personally think, um, and anyone who's talked to me about our back line knows my opinions. Um, but I definitely think we need another presence on the back line. We have a pretty solid, you know, Arturo had a fabulous, you know, rookie year. And as much as I, you know, Nate, I think, I think he had a had a fantastic beginning of the season and then we lost him to injury. And I think that next year, if his option is picked up, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how well he plays for a full season. Um, but I do think that we're missing a little bit of that that solid anchor definitely think that after, you know, while we do desperate we could also use 
you know, a seasoned defender in the backfield. And, you know, he's 28, so he's a, a little bit younger than Dos Santos, but older than the squad we have, a little bit older than some of the squad we have now. So I think he would fit really he would fit really well in in our back line as well. Yeah, I think you I think you saw it like in the Netherlands match for against the US. Like when you play that five in the back, you need that one just absolute captain of the back line to hold everybody to really be the one that sets the line is mar- you know yelling out markings, making sure people are on their assignment. And it just never felt like the Hounds had that last year. And I think bringing in a, a veteran guy like Tommy V, who's played in the system, knows what is expected of him, could really be that type of leader on the back line. So I'd say, give me both. Yeah. <laughs> See, Hounds, just just release, give us some news. So we saw half of the grass man straws here. Don't make us do this. Yeah. <laughs> We have to come back here in two weeks and still make up some some. We have to bullshit for forty five minutes. We will, but we won't be happy about it. <sighs> Kids, uh, outside of the hounds, there's been some, some other soccer and footballing stuff going on. Um, for those, what? Yeah, I know. Uh, people have to remind me of this because I it was out of my loop. Uh, in the collegiate world, uh, your your University of of Pittsburgh. Uh, Panthers, the men's side, they are into the uh, the. It's not the final four. What I forget what snazzy phrase they give it, but they're college they're into cup. the college cup. They're in, so they're uh, into the semifinals of the men's division one soccer championships for twenty twenty two. Good on them. Um, yeah, not my school, so whatever. But it's a shocking. <laughs> Uh, climb up the the ladder for for pit for a, a program that even f- five six years ago was an absolute joke. Um, it's been a hell of a turnaround. Yeah. Uh, Ariana, I know you've you've been to a couple of games this year. I've, I I know you've seen Bob at a couple of games this year. What um, give us your thoughts, feelings, emotions? Yeah, well, we have a lot of pit players, uh, former pit players on on our squad. Um, so it's really great to see not only are they doing well, but they, they were definitely in building years. Um, and some of those players they built in those building years have come to us. Um, Arturo being one of them, one of the most recent. Um, and I have gone to quite a few games and they have some solid players. Uh, I definitely think, their captain um, is a fantastic player. He um, really definitely earned the captain space. And I don't know if it's a voted thing. I don't know if it's a picked thing um, in college soccer, but he definitely commands the respect of the team. Um, I I think that he, he played a lot more than the rest of them. Um, it's different than professional soccer where they can trade they have unlimited um, number of uh, replacements, but they he he was on pretty solid and and definitely carried them really well. I have seen Bob there quite a few times, so I know that he's definitely looking, um, which w- would be interesting as we're talking about you know next year and and who might join us. Um, definitely looking at that 
Pitt roster because I, you know, he's already pulled a few players from Pitt, so wouldn't be out of the realm that he would try to pull a couple more. Um, they do have some pretty solid seniors and graduate students that are fantastic players. Um, and they're just, yeah, they're all around a, a great team. There is some, some issues. Um, they have a little bit of issues, uh, maintaining hold in, in the midfield, in my opinion, um, maintaining the ball. Um, but every game I've gone to, has been a, a pretty fabulous one. There was one <laughs> in the middle of the season that was a little bit of confusion. The, there was a confusion with the clock and ended up being 10 seconds of unplayed soccer at the end of it with a pit having a, a penalty kick, which was, a, was a bit, bit of a, a pit disappointment, but I've also seen quite a few hounds players there. So, um, they're definitely keeping an eye out on, on the pit team. And it's a beautiful stadium as well. If you've never been, um, it's a, it, it overlooks a beautiful section of Pittsburgh. So yeah, I definitely think that, you know, good on them. Also not my school. Um, I, I went to another city school. So one that also had a really good soccer, yeah, the, men's yeah, soccer the, run this year. The Dukes year. are respectable season as well. The Dukes, yeah, they lost uh, in the, I want to say the semis. Um, yeah, I think it was the semifinals. They lost to Loyola Chicago, um, but they had a fantastic team as well. Um, a lot of their players are really good too. I saw Bob once at a Duquesne game. So oh shit, Bob's making maybe, rounds. Maybe we see um, see some 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 pickup from the the Pittsburgh college run so um but yeah both fantastic teams and and as much as it hurts me to say this uh good luck pit um in the semifinals. uh yes yeah, so i i saw some video they are down in in Cary, uh north carolina for the uh for the college cup that first game i believe is is for ride i think they go friday sunday is the run um, I'm gonna look it up right now. Clearly, I'm not the guy in tune with with college soccer. Uh, this past uh, year, it, it would have been three. Was it three Panthers on the roster last year with uh, Ordonez, Wheat, and Kizza? I believe that would would yeah. be the current run, or was the the run? Um, so we're assuming we'll see um, at least one of those three guys back next year. Good old stuff there. Uh, Seth, they're playing the World Cup right now, even though it's December. Uh, they are. They are. The U.S. had a nice little run. Probably probably went, they found their their, their level and, and bowed out at the appropriate time. You are saying before we, uh, before we got this thing started that uh, you're enjoying a Winter World Cup. Do elaborate. I mean... As somebody who on the weekend has to fight his daughter for Gabby's Dollhouse or Premier League or other soccer, uh, I've really enjoyed just kind of being able to like throw soccer matches on the iPad and carry that around and just have continuous soccer. It's it was it was great, you know the the five you know, the five eight eleven two schedule has been pretty fantastic to be able to kind of wake up and a match is already playing and going on and it, there's been a lot of really great games uh 
a lot of I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually said to my friend last night we were talking about it. I said this is probably my favorite World Cup thus far. Uh, I, this window, especially with like the Thanksgiving break window, uh, that was extremely nice to just have like 16 games across four days and be able to just watch lots of the highest quality of soccer there is. So I, I think uh, all geopolitical, socio issues aside from where it's being held, maybe, maybe the November window isn't a bad idea. I mean, you know, they're never going to do this again, right? I know. I know. <laughs> just, just, yeah, don't, you don't need to try a politic from them like to make the permit switch. This isn't this isn't USL hinting at a going to a winter schedule. It, it ain't happening. Um, and and now we get a shorter turnaround to twenty twenty six. I do. It's so it's six months instead less. Of, I instead of four years, it's three and a half. I also enjoyed the hell out of Thanksgiving weekend because I had n- I didn't go anywhere. I was more or less dog sitting for a, for a friend. And I had no other real obligations besides uh, Thanksgiving dinner that Thursday. So I did the four games a day feed, and it was pretty fantastic, I will admit. The one drawback for me was then going out to watch the USA games. And you're mm-hmm. at a bar, either Bulldog or at Mike's or wherever, going back to, um, you know, back to when it was. You know, Piper's was still up and running. Hopefully not RIP, but who knows. Um, to me, the, those crowds, you know, especially at Bulldog and Lex, those crowds were absolutely jam-packed. And they have these big mm. uh, garage doors that they could be opening so you could spill out onto the sidewalk. And to me, that's part of what that viewing experience was in previous years was uh, having the crowd spill out onto the sidewalk, having the outdoor speakers blaring and and not feeling completely jam-packed while wearing winter coats uh, inside a bar. And so that part was the drawback, was uh, just having, having to be indoors uh, because of the weather. Uh, but I will admit that the, the four-day weekend during group play was was pretty amazing even though that is a very uh american america specific plus um because not too many other countries are doing thanksgiving you bring up the the whole mike situation and in my best effort to not go off on like alexi lawless pontification rant here uh I, i i really hope that we could, I don't know. I, I my like, where's that energy for local soccer? Oh, like, I just I was that, trying to I'm, not I'm gonna go be there, that man. Guy. Oh damn it! I'll, I will be that asshole. Like it, <laughs> that's just like what? Why can people not have that energy about their local team? Uh, why can't Why can't we see that type of emphasis for watch parties for the Hounds? Uh, you know, I'm. I'll say it, you know, it kind of it kind of struck a funny chord with me that you see all these people and I and, you know like they'd put the pictures up on Twitter like 
people are like decked out in like the brand new jersey that sucks like all that kind of stuff like people are obviously like financially willing to support u.s men's national team hey guys you got something in your own backyard that you can do for a quarter of the price that you can have probably even more fun at to be honest uh you know i i wish people uh, find that energy pittsburgh let's let's go i will say to that to that end specifically i did go to the usa netherlands game at bulldogs and i was also at the playoff game uh for the first round of the hounds and at bulldogs and i will say they we are fans whether it be the u.s fans or the riverhounds fans did pack that bar both times um now it was more packed for the the usa game and um, bulldogs had a tent out back with another screen um but i think that the problem that we're having is not that there isn't a support for soccer because i think there definitely is and there definitely is for the riverhounds if you're looking at the numbers you know of, of pl people attending games this season we had some pretty fabulous attendance this year um i think it's kind of formulating a, a universal watch party and i know that mike's is the hounds you know sponsored watch party but after going to one where the hounds weren't even allowed to have the speakers um we watched it with a live band playing so it kind of lost that edge to me but um i definitely think if the hounds themselves uh would lean into that a little bit more maybe lean into a bar that wasn't also a baseball bar at the exact same time that it's a soccer bar i definitely think that we could have that presence um, I also think the last two years have been a little devastating to watch parties in general. Um, uh, I think that people just don't want to go out. And, and after going to the USA Netherlands game, I would not want to go back to that. It was it was packed a lot. And you're absolutely right, uh, Dan. There was a lot of jackets, and you know you're, you're packed in there, and you can't really spread out to the street because it's cold and it was raining um, for that game. But I also went to the USA-England um, game that the Riverhounds, the watch party that they had at the stadium, which was super cool. And I wish they would have done it more. Um, they had the game up on the big screen and people sat on the field. And Bob had said that about 4,000 people RSVP'd. And I think they, the final number of people who attended was around 2,000. That was super cool to see. And it was Black Friday, so a lot of people had the time off and could go. So I definitely think that either we as a as a supporters group or the Riverhounds themselves should definitely lean into that more, especially off the cusp of the World Cup. Um, you know, it, it, the World Cup only comes around every four years, but our team plays every year. So, so they should, you know, try to going back to our first discussion, you know, on social media, they should try to pull out that that social media presence and lean into the World Cup a little bit more um, to try to pull those fans into into our, our fold. It's funny you bring all that. No, well, it's not funny they bring it up because it's, it's, it's all very valid and true and, and it's taking us to this next point. 
all things USL and basically all things soccer in America have 2026 circled as the as like the payoff year. World Cup comes to comes to the friendly shores of the United States and everyone is trying to put their ducks in a row so they're putting their their best product out there when the World Cup comes to America. And so there is a certain need to to lean into uh, getting the U.S. fan into a, a Hounds fan, into a USL fan, into a American soccer fan, for lack of a better phrase. So there, there, there does need to be a, a more effort to to capture that 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 person, that fan. Because I, I will admit, and Seth, where you went off on it, I felt it more at when I was at. Bulldog for that first game for the um, for the Wales game because there was a lot of people there that I did not recognize and I'm having conversations with them and you could tell that they were no they they knew the game you know they weren't they didn't pick this up uh, they didn't pick up a jersey you know uh, the day before and you know they're they're kind of bandwagoning on to U.S. soccer right now like they you know the there was guys telling stories of them going to this game or that game or something, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. So these are people who have, who know the game and they've been a fan of the game for years. And I'm going, I, I've never seen you at a Hounds game. Well, I didn't say it, but I'm thinking it. And that I found somewhat annoying that there's clearly that these pockets of soccer fans in the city um, that uh, to the best of my knowledge, have not availed themselves to the hounds whereas at mike's it did feel a or yeah at mike's it did feel a bit more um hopping on the the bandwagon because it's the cool thing right now and they um maybe their, their knowledge is not so deep as as other places um to which maybe maybe that's where you need to start and and try to get the hooks in people as they're a new fan and, and not yet jaded on thinking that American soccer is inferior to uh, English or Spanish soccer or something like that. So maybe that is the place to uh, to really try to, to sell the local product to, to people. Um, yeah, but as much as I want to be um, sarcastic about how El Paso or San Diego or um, Tulsa was tweeting about the World Cup nonstop. There probably is some truth to that. That if you're trying to kind of align the stars for 2026, you need to to do that stuff now. And maybe the it's better to be doing that than uh, than be the hounds who, at least on social media, were were very hands off uh, during the USA games and have been hound, hands off basically on, on all fronts since the season ended. And that was, uh, this went down a path I was not expecting at all. Yeah. But a good talk, I think, for sure. Mm. Oh, but uh, uh, Ariana, I do have a question then. If you were at the, mm-hmm. the USA-England game, um, mm. a picture came from, from that event, and it was Bob in the... In the um, Storage storage container, the icy light storage yeah. container. 
uh, the talking, shipping container. Yeah, the shipping container. Uh, talking to some some goofy looking asshole with a with a wig on. Who is that guy? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, they kind of played him as like Mister USA. Um, oh fuck! I will say a lot of the fans had an issue with him, mainly because and not really related to him himself, but they had a drawing for um, awards, a jersey, a signed helmet, whatever. And they decided to pull those as the match was starting its second half. So he's up on the big screen with ammo pulling these these numbers and the games on. And so it definitely, he was booed quite loudly in my <laughs> opinion. But um, Bob thought, I, I talked to him after his, he did a little interview. That picture is from an interview that uh, um, Mr. This guy in the wig um had with bob and, i mean i'm fine i'm uh, finding use for that picture sometime this year like that was insta save yeah. when that thing came across <laughs> yeah yeah i'm itching for a, a, a july post you know uh july 4th post something something america yeah um but i will say i didn't listen to the whole interview but he only asked bob two questions and bob talked for probably Oh, at least a half an hour, my not man. longer. My man. He he definitely yeah definitely talked. Um, I don't think they were prepared for that, um, but it was an interesting interesting play. He didn't. He felt like he was just probably a front office staff member who drew the short straw. They said you have to wear a USA suit and a wig. Definitely a hounds representative of some sort, but. Gotcha. That was an interesting, interesting uh, sequence of events. Seth, Seth uh, <laughs> ask Bob two questions. You get a half hour of, of talk. Sounds uh, sounds about right. Uh, I mean, it kind of brings up the uh, COVID happy hour that they did for season ticket holders that turned into like two and a half hours of Bob just going through any thought process that he had about anything Hounds related. So does not uh, honestly i'm shocked they could keep him to a half hour I, yeah. let me throw this question this because I've, I've thought about this and i get the, the feelings of you two here if we got bob on on this podcast and we gave because clearly we we give no shits on time time limits we just go till mm-hmm. till we're done how long could we keep bob talking Oh, easily a couple of hours. Easy. Four hours I mean, max. Yeah. Four, if think you're we four asking hours? the right questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, let's say we, we want to do a thorough review of the entire 2022 season and thoughts lean in 2023. I honestly, honestly, I don't even think you'd have to ask pointed questions. No matter what you would ask him, 99% of the time I could guarantee it comes back to hounds related in some way you could ask him what his favorite food is and somehow he'll pull it back to the hounds guaranteed i do want to know when that guy takes vacation though <laughs> that's true i have no idea when he does it and maybe i mean i hope he does but yeah, yeah. Do you think we could give him like like legitimately we could go two and a half hours plus mm-hmm. i wonder yeah. I've, I've often thought this Visser has a young family. 
You think like in the off season he like goes into the office and then his like wife's texting him like, so what time do you think you're gonna be home? And he's like, ah, oh, he's like, we should be out of here early tonight. And then it's like seven thirty. He's like, never mind. Bob just pulled up a new file on another guy for he saw play in the D two championships four years ago, and. You know, Visser like pulls in the driveway at ten o'clock. His wife's like, "I thought you said it was gonna be an early day." This is this like <laughs> this is an early day because like <laughs> this this is early, right? Like, I would like to know over the years how many times Bob slept in the office. Oh, save these quests. We're gonna, we'll get them on, and then we'll have to. Yeah, yeah. We just have to, you know, if he comes to the holiday party, you know, maybe we. Give him some pudding shots and ask him if he'll come on. Yeah, we'll get him. That's fine. I, when he when he went to the holiday party the year he he became the coach, I, it's one of my favorite things. Where you know we were told in advance, so he might be able to swing by for a half hour or so, and then it turned into the entire night, and he never left. He stood in the same place talking the entire time. It was awesome. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, speaking of the holiday party, we got one of those coming up, don't we? It's, uh, we do. It is this Friday uh, at the Frick Pittsburgh. Uh, yes. fi- a f- what would you put down? Is it a five thirty start? Did we say five thirty six thirty? Six thirty. Six thirty start. Six thirty start. I think I would have that uh, in front of me, but I, I don't. <laughs> uh, Ariana, you're you're our point uh, person on this. My question, uh, how much did I screw up when I initially said that this was at uh, Frick Park and not the Frick? (laughs) And then two, uh, how did we get into this sweet little swanky spot? What is it? And what are the chances we get invited back next year? All right. Well, um, I'll start with, you know, your connection. I do work at the Frick. I am the Frick's events manager. Um, so I'm in charge of this stuff. So, um, being everything goes well on Friday, which you are all a respectful squad of humans. Um, there's a good chance you could be invited back. We do offer, uh, some friendly discounts to, uh, neighborhood nonprofits, which is exactly what the steel army is. So it is definitely fun to work with these, you know, these groups and, um, the Frick, I think, has been trying um, to get acquainted with a lot of neighborhood um, groups, and we're ones that are, you know, we do a lot for the community, and and I think it would be it's it's a cool connection. But um, the Frick Pittsburgh itself, um, the the main section that everyone thinks of is it's called the Clayton Mansion. It is a historic home was built somewhere in the 1850s. Um, And it was Henry Clay Frick's starter home uh, when he first married his wife, Adelaide. Um, It started as a two-story, about 14-room house, and now it's a four-story, 20-something room house. Um, I should know all this. I was trained, but um, the numbers escape me. Alas, it is a huge home. It was the starter home. Um, and this is Henry Clay Frick of, um, us steel and, uh, Andrew Carnegie fame. 
They were friends uh, for most of their life. Did not end that way. Um, but yeah, that is the home at the end. It's not the home we will be in, but we will be able to walk around and see it. Um, and yeah, it's a five acre property. And to your first question, <laughs> across the street is uh, Frick Park, which at one point did belong to the Frick family, um, a portion of Frick Park, um, the, the front, if you will, um, is, is across the street from us. So not too, too far. Um, it used to be the Frick family golf course. Um, it used to be a place for the Frick family to explore. Um, Childs, who is the Frick's eldest son, he loved to hike and explore. He was very into bugs and animals. And a lot of his safari collection is actually in the Carnegie. Um, so you've probably seen some of his, his work. He was a paleontologist. Our benefactress, Helen, um, she never married, never had kids. So she donated her entire fortune. And at one point she was the richest woman in America. Um, she donated her almost her entire portion to, to funding the Frick Pittsburgh as it exists today. We have quite a few buildings on site. We have an art museum that houses a permanent collection um, and traveling exhibitions. Uh, we also have a car museum, a car and carriage museum, which does definitely add a, a unique aspect to our museum. It is closed for the time being. Um, we're doing some construction work on the roof, um, but I definitely recommend coming back. Um, we also have a greenhouse, a cafe, the historic home of the Frick. So it, it's it's definitely a, a place to check out, I would say, um, in the daylight. Uh, we will be there in the evening, um, but I think it'll be cool. Um, Frick Park across the street uh, extends to the Frick Environmental Center and Blue Slide Park to those who um, are fans of a certain Pittsburgh rapper. So it's definitely a large location. So if you would have, we would have had a lot of questions on where to, where to go um, at Frick Park. Um, but it will be, you will be able to see it from across the street. So not too far off. Frick Park is the second largest park in the city of Pittsburgh um, and falls not close behind the, the largest city in, the largest park in a city in America, the largest one it being Central Park, the second largest being Shenley Park. Um, wait, 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 that's the second largest park in a city in the, in the country? Correct. Holy shit. Yeah, Shenley Park is huge, um, and Frick Park abuts real close to that number. I'm, I, I would have to check the the, the exact numbers, but it, I think it's going on about 400 acres, if I'm not mistaken, something around that number. Um, but the beginning portion of it that started it was a gift from Hen Henry Clay Frick to the city in his daughter's name for her coming of age. Um, when you were rich in that in that era, you had a coming of age, and so he donated that land to the city, got rid of their golf course, um, which I I always find interesting to figure out where exactly the golf course sat because it's not a flat section of Frick Park, um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice little area. Uh, we're in the middle of Point Breeze. Um, it's a it's a cute little area and uh pretty accessible we do have a parking lot so um anyone coming can park in the parking lot um, and enjoy that it's brand new um two years of 
construction work to deal with. And now we have a brand new parking lot. So that's fun. We've also worked on a, a site-wide lighting project. So the whole site will be lit up really nice and pretty, um, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, I think everyone will enjoy it. Um, we'll have music. We'll have, I'm making pudding shots for everyone. If anyone's been to the the tailgate in recent times, um, I bring my my pudding shots. I know they have been popular. Um, I think we'll have jello shots as well on the other end of that. Um, and food. Uh, I think it'll be a fun time. It will be uh, 6.30 to 10.30. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully I'll see lots of you there. Yes. Yes, you'll see me there. You'll see... I don't know, looking at the RSVP list, it look we're getting into the 40s, it looks like. Um, so hopefully we, we get numbers like that. Um, even if you do not RSVP, show up to the Frick on Friday around 6.30. Um, it, there's going to be too much food and, and too much uh, alcohol for us to all consume on our own. So you need to show up and, and do your part as well. And you get a chance to check out um, the Frick itself, which I... I will be very honest. I most of what you just said, uh, I was unaware of of eighty five percent of it. Um, so I'm excited to kind of check out uh, a sweet little part of Pittsburgh that I uh, I was. I mean, I knew existed, but I just never thought much about it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, I can. Uh... I can arrange for you to come back in the daylight for for a, 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 a real visit a, to a, see some a, of a the A proper buildings. tour? A proper tour. Nice. Um, yeah. It'll be good. Yeah, I also did not know of it until a friend of mine said, hey, we're hiring. You should work here. And I said, where? <laughs> I am a history major two times over and did not know that the Frick Pittsburgh existed. Um, so definitely a hidden gem, really great place to check out. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Uh, again, it'll be the classiest place you ever thunderstruck that. So, uh, yeah. get ready to do that. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. To, to what was said in the discord as well, there is no, um, you know, no, no dress code come as you will. Um, as long as you're dressed, the more the merrier, as long as you're dressed, I will, I will have to throw you out if you're not. So <laughs> fair enough. I, I can abide by those rules more often than not. <laughs> Seth, I'm assuming, uh, you will be unable to join us from up in, uh, uh, the Newcastle area. I'm, I'm sure. Right. I'm there, baby. Oh, you're in? Oh, yeah, I'm for sure. I didn't RSVP because I actually didn't realize there was an RSVP because I'm really mature and responsible when it comes to things like that. That doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there. Sweet. Now, it's, guys, Sweet. Seth's going to be there. It's a party. And there's a guy, a and there's a man party. who cannot guarantee he can stay dressed, as um, <laughs> I can personally no attest to. No promises. I've seen this man lose his shirt at a party more than once. <laughs> So, well, if that if you're not convinced to go now, um, nothing. Yeah, will. you're yeah. definitely not going now. <laughs> and in front of house, if you're listening, I know there was an invitation extended to one. Uh, 
Bob, uh, Lily, and yeah, come on down, have yeah. fun. Anyone from the Hounds show like, up? Yeah, like you said, so it'll be the way, you keep you keep liking our tweets. You know what's happening. Show up. Yeah, be there. Be square. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Yes. <laughs> and also. Yak. Yes. Wow. <laughs> also, to defend we, himself. It's a recurring. They will it's a recurring selling, bit now. Cool. Well, it is Yak, so yeah. Um, they will be selling 2023 memberships for the for the Seal Army or, or pre-order, so um, you can always get a get an early start on that as well. They make they make fantastic holiday gifts. I've been told. Yes. 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 Well, guys, uh, for a, a show that we thought was was not going to make it uh, close to a half hour. We're, we're now over an hour and 20 minutes. So it's nice. a good time uh, to close the show like we close most, uh, most shows. And that's the answer to the question, what do we learn tonight? And Seth, I'll give you the first honors. Pass. Uh, now I learned about the Frick Pittsburgh, and I'm excited to go there now. There's actually uh, up in Newcastle, we have a... Apparently that was a thing. People donating when they were wealthy back in the day, donating their house off and it turning into like a art exhibit. We have a place like that up here that we frequent and take our daughter to some art classes there. So I'm, I'm excited to check this out and be able to take the whole family. Not for this yeah. event. <laughs> Not for this event. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to, no one's going to say no. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want, Izzy to embarrass everybody during Thunderstruck, so <laughs> just pounding. She insists she, she's drinking for two or something like that. Yeah, it'd be good. Uh, I learned that uh, Shenley Park is the second largest park in a city in the United States. I had no clue, and that kind of blows my mind. I mean, I knew that the Central Park would be number one, but no idea that Shenley was number two, and that's pretty neat and interesting, and should definitely win you a beer at a bar at some point with such silly trivia. Ariana, what'd you learn this evening? Um, that's a good question. I definitely learned, um, that we are impatiently waiting for, for news from the, the front office. I've never, last year I was not, you know, in the beginning of the season, I did definitely came into this, this later in the season and, didn't realize it was, you know, you, you hear a lot about, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an avid football fan um, and international soccer fan. You, you don't really, you hear a lot about the movement between players, but the silence from us, it's definitely, definitely learned that. And I learned that the Hounds should do more TikToks. Get, get. Get Dan Yost on onto our TikToks. No, I'm, I'm not. Start I am not downloading. <laughs> I am not downloading TikTok. I drew the line somewhere, start. somewhere between Instagram and Reddit is where I drew the line. We should we should start the Steel Army TikTok for Friday night. Someone else can yes. do it. Someone else yes. go. Hey, someone. Well, be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> I'll buy. I'm passing the phone to the drunkest person here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you passing the phone to yourself? What? No, that's a that's a TikTok trend. Oh, they yeah. do this thing. Oh, see, like, I'm so out of the loop. Yep, yep. They set up they set up the camera in a in a a bathroom or something, and and you go in and you say, 
who you are and who you think will be the drunkest at the end of the evening. Which would be interesting. See, now My I'm, vote's for Bob. I'm, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. Uh, see, I'm learning things um, left and right now. One is high-end, what is the frick, and, and fancy stuff like that. And the other part is uh, drunken TikTok trends. So it's really this... Here for it. These past nine minutes have really covered a wide range of topics. Yeah. Yeah. But with that said, it's... Uh, Something for everyone. Yeah, it's it's probably time to, to <laughs> put this bad boy to bed. Um, Hounds, give us some news so we don't have to do this again. Um, I mean, we will anyways, but but at least give us a chance <laughs> to do something differently. <sighs> We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Houndsy theme music was composed and performed by Rocket Men and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorak. Email the show at pghstewarmy at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Seth and Ariana, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.